Okay, let's get started on uh, yesterday's daf. The review yesterday was daf Chav Dalid, and today's Chav Hey. We are learning the Ili Nishmas from Abashmol Shimon, as well as Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudaleib Ve'Emi, and Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah, and Fua Shalema to all who need it. Okay. There's a spot here. Okay. Nobody wants to sit next to the teacher. It's frightening. Frightening. It's frightening. You have to bring an apple. Yo, guys. Yo, guys. Yo, guys. Is that what we are? What? Yo, guys. All right. So, we're starting our review from the Mishnah at the bottom of the page on the Chavkimel on the the last Mishnah on the page. And we saw this idea that even though it's, it's true that Chayvei Erchin, we force them to pay. Um, so if they uh, will get it, will dig into their assets, whatever they own, and then we'll take it away from them in order to satisfy their debts, their obligations. That being said, we don't take every single thing that's theirs. We leave him enough food for a month. Okay, We leave him enough clothes for the year, meaning year-round clothes. Okay. Um, bed uh, to lie down on, a, you know, shoes, and it's filling. <laughs> Everything else <laughs> is, uh, is uh, available, okay? Um, and also, uh, we're not interested in his wife and, and children. They're also not protected over here, okay? Now, if the guy has a job, so then two of the tools that he uses for his job um, would be left to him. So... Uh, um, and that's from each type of tool. If he's a woodworker, so then he, he's entitled to two planes and two saws. Uh, Rebbe Ezra says, if he's a farmer, so then he's entitled to his tzemed, meaning the, uh, the, basically the pair of oxen. oxen that he uses to pull the, the plow. That is uh, what he's entitled to. If he's a donkey driver, he's entitled to his donkey. If he's a taxi driver, he keeps his taxi. This is what we're talking about, okay? Um, if he has of one particular species, one particular item in his, in his toolbox, he has uh, three of, you know, more than the two minimum, and uh, another one, he has only one, so you don't say, let's sell all the, the two extra and let, leave him one of each, um, but uh, rather you say... Um, um, uh, basically, what we say is we don't buy him uh, one of the missing ones. What you just do is you say you give him two of the ones that he has the majority of, and the one that he has only one of, then he is entitled to keep it. But you don't have to like sort of set him up to be even. You know what I'm saying? You don't sell the third one in order to buy him, uh, uh, buy him one of the one that he only has one of. That's the that's the idea. Now, when a person makes his property hectish then his tefillin are included in what's being donated to Agdish. They have to, they take away his tefillin as well. That's what it's saying. Now, what's the pshat in this idea? Why are we given, being so nice all of a sudden uh, to the person who owes money? We should just take whatever it is. Why are we leaving him so many things? The answer is it's based on the pasuk. The pasuk says, so you have to hachyehu merkach. You have to make him alive from 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 the erech, meaning make sure that he has what with what the means with what to manage. Okay, basic living, uh, living needs. Um, his wife and children are not included because it says machu. 
specific to him. Um, and not Ishto Banov. Um, now, Rebeliezer says that we give him the, 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 uh, the plow of the cat, the pair of oxen, and according to Rabbanon, they actually are not uh, part of the job, they're, they're property, they're assets. Okay, so that's the discussion. What if he has um, one of one and two of the other, and three extra of the other? So, of course, we're not going to buy uh, him with the one extra one that he needs. That doesn't make any sense. Why would we do that? Obviously, if it was up, it was up until now, he was fine with one saw, for instance. Well, he should still be fine with one saw. Why should we sell uh, the extra and buy him the one missing? So the Gemara says it's not that obvious because it could be that being that he had the extra um, uh, plane, so he was able to borrow as needed because he can lend. You know, if you're able to lend to the other guy who doesn't have the plane, uh, uh, a plane, an extra plane that he might need, so then he'll lend you a saw when you need the extra saw. So that's the that's the logic. But over here, we are now. If you take away the one extra one. So then he's going to be, he's not going to have anything extra to lend to balance for the fact that he has only one. So that's what you might have thought that you would do that. You would buy him up to double him up. So Kamashman, that we don't do that. Okay. Uh, coffee's in the kitchen, Yuda. Okay. Coffee's in the kitchen. Thank you. All right. So. Um, Next, we talked about if somebody makes his property hegdish, so the tefillin are included, and uh, the story goes is that there was a fellow who sold his, um, his property, and he came to Rav Yemar, and they told him, uh, the tefillin, you should need to uh, uh, give him the tefillin. <laughs> he sold your assets, includes the tefillin. Um, what's the Chiddush here? Is that what the Mishnah says? The Mishnah says not 100%, because you might have thought that maybe only by the Mishnah, because after all, he says to be makdish the tefillin, um, but, uh, and it's, he's doing a mitzvah by being making it hegdish, as opposed to over here, when it comes to buying and selling, since it's a, a mitzvah de gufe, it's, uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, so that's over there, but over here, you're not selling your tefillin, I mean, you would, even though you said I'm selling everything, you would think that maybe he's excluding the tefillin. That's why they tell you not. Next, we talked in the Mishnah that um, whether you're Makdish your property or you're Marach yourself, the uh, clothes of uh, your wife and children are not even part of your assets at all, basically. Not only is the clothes that they have in the closet that they wear um, not, your, not yours to donate, but the... Um, even if there was a cloth that was dyed, specifically having them in mind, it's already theirs. Even shoes that were purchased, brand new, they were never worn, for, on their, you know, for them, is also locked into them, and it's not part of your assets. Um, slave, now, the next, uh, that's halacha number one in the Mishnah. Halacha number two, very interesting halacha, is that uh, slaves that are sold with their clothes, well, uh, with nicer clothes, will increase the value more than the clothes cost. Okay? So, basically, you dress up the slave in a nice suit, so then he's going to fetch a more expensive price than the cost of the suit, basically, because he looks more presentable. That's the uh, basic idea. You know, you paint the house, it'll increase the value, or something like that, you know, more than the cost <clears throat> of the paint. You follow? 
expect that he's a slave that's going to be plowing the field. You're asking a very good question. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know how it works. But yeah. anyway, the Are point being, more presentable. So the farmer he looks goes better. to the bank to get a loan. Does he go show up in the overalls? No, he puts on a suit, right? Right. So, same idea. Okay. I can see that. Anyway, so that's a story. Um, so, um, and the same is with a cow. If you wait till the season for uh, when, you know, when, when the market is, you'll, get a, you'll fetch a better, better price. And the pearl in the right market, you'll get the better price. If you bring it to the market at the right time. So, but nevertheless, Hegdish, when assessing the person's assets and how much does he have in terms of his ability to pay his, era, his own era, we look at only the here and the now. Here in this location, you live in a small village. The pearl, the maximum anybody is, is, a, is what will be able to be paid for over here. And, um, and uh, the time as well. In other words, it's not the market yet for, for the, for the, to sell a cow. So well, what can you sell it for today? That's all we care about. And that's the amount that we're adding up to to see how much you owe to Hegdish. Because as we know, if he can't afford the 50 shkalim, then the coin will give him a lower price. Now, that's the basic, that's the second halacha. Now the Gemara says that it says in the hahu, which means that you don't wait with the pearl to get it the better price than the pearl. And then we saw Kodesh Lashem, which is that in general, Hegdish is assumed to be, if you don't say what you're giving the Hegdish for, we understand it to be for the basic, for the better kabais, for the general upkeep fund of the base of Mikdash, like we saw earlier. Okay, next we saw is that uh, we don't, we're not maktish before Yovel, less than two years, and we don't redeem after the Yovel, less than a year. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, oh, and then the next halacha is that we don't count months for the Hegdish, but Hegdish counts the months. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. We didn't even get there yet. So the first thing Gemara wanted to know regarding this halacha, um, you're telling me that before Yovel, less than two years, you don't make it Hegdish, and yet we saw a source that before Yovel or after Yovel, you definitely could make Hegdish. On the year of Yovel, that's the only one that you can't make Hegdish. And if you did, it doesn't have any effect. So how are we to understand the contradiction? So Rav and Shmuel both give the same answer. They say what it means in the last two years is not that it can't be make it hectish, but the giraon doesn't exist. Okay, as you know, is uh, the the idea is is that for that amount of land that you can plant a zerachomer seorim, which means seeds of uh, barley to plant the field. Okay, so it would be let's say that's let's say it's uh, an acre. Okay, an acre of land. So every acre goes at the rate of fifty shkalim for the entire 50 years, 49 years, basically. And then what you do is you divide 50 by 49, which is one sala plus a puntion per year. So if it's three years till Shemitah, so then when you're Maktashit, so then that's three seasons, so then it's going to be three slime plus three puntionim, and that's it. Because puntion is 148, actually, of, uh, of a sala. So it's really, when you say a sala puntion, Actually, in the end, if you paid all the years, it'd be, it would be an extra, it would be an extra, it would be 49 slalom plus 49 punyonim, which 48 is another sala, so that's 50 slalom, and plus an extra punyon. So you'll be off by one punyon, but let's ignore the punyon for now, whatever, but it's not, a, it's not perfect, but uh, that's the basic math. Anyway, so, um, 
Therefore, since there's no Quran when there's less than two years, so if within the two years you sold it, so uh, you donated it to Agdish, and you want to buy it back, so you don't want it to go to the Quranim on, on Yovel, so you're going to have to pay, there's no discount. You can't pay, you know, wh- whatever, one Salah and one Pundion. You have to pay the fifth, or if it's the last year, you have to say, pay the full 50 Salahim and um, um, period. That's what you're going to have to pay in order to redeem it. Because there's no such thing as Giron unless there's at least two years to subtract. Okay, that's the idea. Oh, well, because we're talking about the 50th year is also the first year of the next year. No, that's, that's, we'll get there. That's not... That's that, the next year. And that makes sense. The other thing does make sense because you start off in the first year, yeah, you're only 50 shkalim on that one. Or if you consider that... that, 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 that <coughs> the yovel is one of the years? One then of what? the years. If the, if the yovel is one of the years, then it costs you 50 shkalim because you start off the new system. Right. Well, yeah, but if if it's forty nine years besides, then 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 it's then for forty nine years of use, you ha- it costs you fifty shkalim. You understand? That's, That's the logic. Right. That's how they look at it. It's forty nine years of use, and it's and the price is fifty shkalim for the full forty nine years. That's if right. there's one year less, so then there's one year less. If there's one year more, whatever. That's how it yeah, works. But if you buy it according to this thing right here, if you yeah. buy it on the fiftieth, if fifty years is the whole thing. So you sit on the 50th year, why would you have to pay whole 50 shkalim? That's what... Why that's, don't you go back on the... No, no, because it's a, it's, a, it's a pasuk. The pasuk says that if they're, according to the years that are left, that's what you pay. So you need that's at right. least two. If there isn't two years left in your cycle till redemption, so that's, that's why, that's why you've got to pay the full amount. Then there's no discount. It's a regular 50 shkalim. Mm. The, that's the that's the concept. Okay. So to, well, a, to a shekel. Same, same. Same number. I'm using it interchangeably. Uh, is, is there some some common understanding of how much we're talking about here? What's fifty shekel? In, in our, well, what, what's um, the understanding. What? How big is that? How much money how, is that? Yeah. It's um. It, we'll just figure it's out. It's a, one shekel is twenty gera, so it's fifty times it. That's all you got. Joke. 20 gera, well... That's from gera, right? Right, right. All right, so you just multiply 50, that's how much it is. Well, it's 384 barley corns. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. I mean, is it $10,000? Of silver, right. Of silver, so there's a number. Is it $10,000? So let's say... I, $500? No, no, it's not... It's $5,000? Not, it, right, so um, uh, let's see. Put way, our, our reckoning, how, how do we look at it? So, right, when you, you, when you count in a barley, barley corn... 384 barley corns of silver per cellar. A barley corn is pretty small, okay, right. but it's silver, okay? It's, uh, silver is what? What's so that's what it is. One, one, one cellar is that amount of silver. So it's so, I'm sure so somebody's done a calculation. Somebody's done a calculation. So each one is what, like 50 sure bucks or something? Google whatever. Was figured, you look at, yeah, you no, look, look, let's say... Let's back it. There's an app for it. There's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now let's say, I'll give, you, I'll, give, I'll give you a little bit. Four hours per fortnight. Right, so... Uh, we used the goat. We said, before. right, the goat, right. Yeah. So the, do the goat, if you do the goat two measure, zuzim. so two zoos buys you a goat. And a zoos, it's four zoos per sella. So, ah. the, so there you go. So it's like two goats. It's two goats worth. Right. Each sell is two goats. So let's say it's 100 bucks, $150. Yeah. That's about uh, for, for a sella? For, for one. For one sella. 50, yeah. 50 bucks? It's like $100, $175. For a sella? Yeah. So 50 sella. You're talking about. Yeah. $5,000? $100 for, what is it, what is it? For, one. for one. 100 times 50 is $5,000. $5,000 an acre. There you go. 
and the evaluation and Erech also Rachel we're talking about Erech yeah and Erech uh, that's the Erech of, of a so full that, adult that's that a nice chunk of change that's right? a nice chunk of change good right. thank you now you know it gives you, it gives you a, a perspective just right. a perspective right right a rough rough estimate okay I think that's about right that's, okay what about inflation <laughs> <laughs> that helps thank you all right okay anyway so that uh, brings us to the next thing website. okay um, so the so therefore when we said that, that you there is no giron the last two years and we the, when we said there's no hegdish the last two years it didn't mean there's no hegdish it just means there's no giron there's no discount, discount in the last two years. So if there's no discount in the last two years, why does it say in Magnitian? It means it's bad, good advice. Don't have mercy on your money. Okay? Don't donate within the last two years when then you, in order for you to redeem it, you're going to have to pay top dollar. You're going to pay $5,000 for every acre, or whatever it is. I'm not sure if it's an acre. I'm giving you a rough estimate. Uh, uh, yeah, but it could be. It's about, it's about that size. Okay. So that brings us to the next thing. Okay. Um, we saw Machlokas Amoraim. Somebody makes his field hegdish on the oval year itself. So Rav holds that actually it works. It does take its kadosh, and you're going to have to pay 50 shkalim if you want to redeem it. Shmuel says it's not kadosh at all. You can't make it hegdish. Now, Rav Yosef says, I don't understand Shmuel's logic here. You know, if, if, if it comes to selling, let's say I sell my field on, hegdish, on, on Yovel year, I understand why Shmuel would say, that the hegdish doesn't take it all, because um, how could it take? I mean, if if what I what I sold before Yovel comes to me on Yovel, how can I what I have still go into the other person's hands? Okay, so that I understand that the sale doesn't work. But over here, what are you going to say? Um, so the Gemara says uh, there's no kavuchomer to say that what makes it that a sale should that a gifting of hegdish shouldn't work on the Yovel year. So the Gemara says. Because um, what happens when you don't redeem it on Yovel, before Yovel? So I, do, I donated my field, made it Hagdish. Then what happens when it goes to Hagdish's hands? The halacha is, is that um, basically it doesn't, it doesn't become Hagdish. It, 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 uh, it goes to the Kohanim. That's what the Gemara says. The Kohanim are going to have to pay the money to Hagdish, and then they get the fields. So it's not coming back to you. So what, why, should it, why should you say that if you make it hegdish on the oval year, it uh, doesn't even have an effect? That's the question on Shmuel. So the Gemara says that Shmuel holds actually like Rav Shimon, that it goes straight to the Kohanim without them paying a dime to hegdish. So hegdish makes no money off of it. So the point being is if I'm makdish it, and normally if I was makdish it before and now comes Yovel, Hegdish loses the property, so if I try to make it Hegdish's property on the Oval year, why should it take? It, they don't even, what, it, what was theirs they lost, what's not theirs yet shouldn't even be able to become theirs. That's the logic, and therefore the Hegdish doesn't have any effect. That's Shmuel Svar. Okay. okay, now the Gemara says, what about Rav? Rav, um, the Rav says, yeah, but still, it's not going to the owner. <laughs> what happens on Yovel? It goes to the Kohanim, it goes to David. And uh, Gary, that's who it's going to. It's not going to. It's not going back to me. So what? Well, that's right. So uh, the Gemara says, true. Uh, yeah. So uh, and what, the fact that the Kohanim are getting it, it's not that Hegdish is losing it. Hegdish is giving it to the Kohanim. Of course, Hegdish is really keeping it. That's how he looks at it. Hegdish is giving it, and they're giving it to their friends. You know, which is uh, the Kohanim. You know, and that's basically what it is. Okay. 
Um, next, we saw what's the reasoning of Rav. Okay, so we explained Shmuel. What's the logic of Rav? So Rav's logic is um, the pasuk says Mishnas Hayovel. So Shnas Hayovel is included. So that's part of the sale. You can sell it. You can donate it to Hagdish even on the Yovel year from and including Yovel. What does Shmuel say? Shmuel says it doesn't say Bishnas Hayovel. It says Mishnas from after. So the Gemara asks, that's beautiful, but. What are the two things? It says, Im Mishnas Yovel, and then it says, Vim Achar Yovel. After and after. How could it be? So the answer is, Mishnas Yovel means the year after Yovel. And Achar Yovel is the year after that, meaning two years after Yovel. Yeah? How, how do we understand? I mean, are we working on the assumption that Yovel is a separate thing aside from the cycle of seven years? What's our understanding for all these discussions? So far, so far, we're assuming the regular rabbi's opinion, which is basically there's seven cycles of seven years, which is the 49, okay? And then the 50th year is the Yovel year, and then the next year is year one of the new cycle. Next, okay, so Yovel is set aside as a special... Right, it's a, and, and Yovel is interesting. I mean, sometimes, so on that, every seven cycles of seven, basically, there's two years in a row that the land is not worked. Okay, it's very interesting. Interesting. Okay, you're you doing, don't work okay. the land on Yovel. Like, no, because, because the seventh, the Shemitah, it's a Shemitah that's followed by Yovel. Shemitah year, you don't work the land, and Yovel year, you don't work the land. So it's like nothing. It's like two and years in a row, counting, nothing. And from the accounting point of view, you start after Yovel is year one. No, 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 no. no. Yovel is not, is like, Yovel is year zero. Year one is the next year. And that's the, the simple, that's the rabbi's opinion. We're going to get to the other opinion that you talked about. Historically, next. what was the case? Who, who won out that What did argument? they do? Yeah. <laughs> do we know? We don't know. I don't know. How's right, that exactly. Right. <laughs> How did we not realize what they did? Right. No, uh, I've seen a problem. You know, the Torah says, that for three years you not walk. I mean, I'll give you enough food for it lasts for three years. years. Right. So it means they could consider the yovel as an extra year. So how does Rabbi Yehuda come in? No, 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 no. That, that's what you not. How did they figure that out? No, 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 that's not a cash and review, then I'll tell you why. Because although it's, sometimes it's going to be three years that, that, like, when there's the yovel afterwards, but he's saying even, 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 even though it's the first year of the next cycle, it's still a Yovel year that you don't work the land. But it's just one. The Shemitah and the Yovel are the same, the same Wrong. Year. It's no. the next it's year. Now, no. no, if it's 50... It is the 50th. Okay. It's, it's also year one. Oh, the first year. All it is is that the 50th is also year one of the next cycle. Do you understand? Okay. So oh, that's... Oh, yeah, you're right. You're there you go. Okay. So it's okay. It's not the forty nine's doubling it's not up. The 49. It, it's okay. the forty nine. The next yes. year, that's you, it. So the rabbi that's called. I mean, that's it. That's how it works. Okay. So anyway, the Gemara says. Okay. So now we understand how Shmuel deals with the text. Acher is one year. Is a year later. Now the Gemara's next question is Akasha. So it says that you can be makdish whether before Yovel or after Yovel, but on the year of Yovel you cannot be makdish, and if you do, it doesn't take an effect. How does Rav answer this up? It's like straight up saying, not like Rav. Gemara says, Rav means, says that what it says here on Yovel, you can't be Makdish, it means it's not Makdish in a sense that it could ever get a discount. It will stay forever at the full 50. Absolutely, because uh, not because it's Yovel, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't need the money. No, I donate, meaning if on the Yovel year I donate my field 
that you, that my field of uh, my stechusa to hegdish proper to become hegdish says Rav that no, that that field is locked in even if it's ten years later it's still uh, when by the time I redeem it it's locked in that in order to redeem it you 50. need fifty shkalim per okay. whatever per zerachomer sorin. So um, the Gemara says that means if you're saying that, then that means that before the Yovel, it becomes kadosh, even with the idea of it going down and getting meaning gets less um, uh, every year closer to Yovel. It's one selupundim less. Is that what you're saying? But Rav and Shmuel both said that within the last two years, it's not makdishin ligol bigirua. Uh, less than the in the last two years, so uh, there's you're, and we're contrasting the year before Yovel to uh, and the year after Yovel to the Yovel year itself. And according to you, it's the same. They all have a kadosh ligoel uh, and not bigiroa without any discounting. So Rav will tell you, you're right. That's going like the rabbis, the rabbanon hold that there's that there's distinctions, and they hold that in the Yovel year you can't even make it hagdish. But I hold like Rebbe who says that the word Rishon, when, we, when it says by, pe, by, by Pesach, Miyoma Rishon, it means including the first day. And it says Ad Yom Ashvi, it means including the seventh day. So when it says Mi, yeah, uh, uh, Mi so it means Mishnasa Yovel, so it includes the Oval year. That's how I read it. So you're right, the rabbis exclude Yovel. <laughs> Rabbi would include Yovel. And that's what I'm going like. Okay? That's how he answers the question. Um, so the Gemara says that's a beautiful, except for one thing. Since the oval year is the year f- is fifty, so the year after the oval is forty nine. So then, why is it a sela punyon per year? It should be a sela per year because it's fifty years that you're dealing with that you could sell it. Divided by fifty, you know, fifty shkalim divided by fifty years is exactly one sela per year. So what? Where do you get a sela plus a punyon? According to Rebbe. And don't tell me that Rebbe uh, doesn't say that you need a punyon, because we quoted Rebbe as saying, I say that you give a selu punyon for each year. So, Gemara says, must be that Rebbe actually holds like Rebbe Yehuda, that the Yovel year is actually one of the 49 of the next cycle. Okay? And if that's the case, there's always going to, even though we can count the Yovel year, but that Yovel year that you're counting is already the first and the next one. There's still, bottom line is, only, you're only 49 years to work with, um, and therefore there's still only 49 years. And you're still dividing 50 by 49, and that's why it's a seller plus a point. What does Shmuel hold? So the Gemara says, you know what? Shmuel must hold that Rebbe holds like the Rabbana, because otherwise it would be a Sela and two Punyonen. Because if he, if, uh, right? Because that's how, uh, that's, because Shmuel, uh, says that the Yovel year is excluded. You can't sell anything on the Yovel year. If you're going to divide it by, uh, if, and if the Yovel year is also uh, takes up no space because it's ready the first of the next cycle, then there's really only 48 years within which to work. So it's 50 by 48. It's sell it plus two punyonim. So that's what we left off. Anyway, so that's the bottom line. And